You are listening to the Find the Right Man podcast with Paulina Solda, episode number 51. Getting ready for something real. Welcome to the Find the Right Man podcast. If you want to find the right man for you in just a few simple steps, keep listening. And now here's your host, dating coach and NEO style expert, Paulina Solda. Hello and welcome to the Find the Right Man podcast with Paulina Solda. I am so excited to welcome a very special guest, Roy Biancalana, and talk about different personality typing systems out there and how they help. They can help you find the right person for you. Welcome, Roy. Yes, it's great to be here. Thanks for having me on. I love your podcast. Uh, I love that you use Enneagram. I'm really excited to talk about that. If you could please introduce yourself, tell all of my listeners about you and your podcast and uh, what makes your approach different and unique. Yeah, yeah. Um, yes, yeah, so I've been what I call myself as a relationship coach for about 16 years now. And I focus exclusively on single people who are pretty frustrated, disappointed, you know, with the trajectory of their love lives and, you know, help them become more self-aware. You know, I, I think where I think I might be different from some coaches, I don't know about you, Paulina, but some coaches they function more as what I would call a dating coach, right? So they, it's a valuable service to talk to someone about how do I meet the right person? Like, where do I go? Um, how do I approach them or how do I get them to approach me? And what do I say? How do I flirt? What online platform should I use? How do I wrote my, write my profile so that I attract the person that I would like, Right. That to me is in the, the dating coach category. It's kind of the techniques on how to find someone. Okay. I don't do any of that. And there's a reason is that's putting the cart before the horse. So I don't, those things are important, but they're not, they're not really what's important. So sometimes, Pauline, I use this example of uh, if a person wanted to do well in a triathlon. Okay. They, they just want to, they want to perform well and do well in a triathlon. And then I tell the story that I'm a former Ironman champion, which I'm not. Um, but now I'm a retired former triathlete. I'm a coach. And so these young aspiring tri triathletes, they want me to help them because I've been successful and they want me to coach them. So we sit down and we talk. And the way I tell this is, the young triathlete starts asking me all about race day. Like, you know, how do you survive in the water in the beginning? Because it's a nightmare, right? How do you transition from the water to the bike and the bike to the marathon? And then you're out there all day, right? So what do you eat? How much do you eat? How much water do you drink? Where do I speed up on the course to make up time? Where, where should I slow down, right? And so those are important questions. But they're race day questions. And as a former triathlete champion, I'm sitting there saying, that's not what you should be asking me about. You should be asking me, 
how do I get my butt in shape for this race? Right? So it's like you could right. have the best strategy in the world, but if you're 50 pounds overweight, you're not going anywhere. You'll never go the distance. So your conditioning, getting yourself in shape is way more important than the strategy, or at least that should be dealt with first. Okay. So that's right. what happens with people in their love lives. I, in one of my books, I call it the biggest mistake that we make is we, we think about where do I find them? And I'm saying that if you find them in any way, sometimes it happens through the normal course of life. Sometimes you can do it online, whatever. If you find that person and you're standing right in front of them for the first time, that's the starting line. If you are not in great relationship shape, you're never going to go the distance. Your relationships are going to go the same way they've always gone because you're bringing your same self to all your relationships, okay? So all of my work is in getting people in shape, mm -hmm. is doing the inner work, answering questions like, why do I keep attracting the same kinds of partners? And we get into the same kinds of patterns and the same problems and the same pain, right? What am I missing about myself? What are my personality blind spots? What are my relationship personas? How, how did my childhood conditioning impact my ability to be close and connect? Okay? These are the things that keep us from a healthy relationship. It's not because you don't know where to go, right? If I, I won't scream, but if, if I was gonna, <laughs> I would scream. Forget about the question, where do I find this person? Mm -hmm. It's look in the mirror and say, what do I have to do within me to get myself ready so that however the universe works, right? Because when I finally met my wife, I just sat down next to her in a personal growth conference. I mean, I, mm -hmm. it's a funny little story. I knew, the, I knew the speaker, so I was up on stage talking to them and you know, just chit-chatting. We were about to start. So I turned around on the stage. I looked out over the audience and I said, who's the prettiest girl in the room? And I just went and sat down next to her and we just started flirting. Right. And that's how we met. It was like random. I wasn't mm -hmm. trying to find her or anything like that. I just sat down next to her. But what I discovered is I had just finished like two years of working with a coach mm. because I was relationally completely out of shape, like obese, nasty, <laughs> like I was not in good relationship condition, mm. but I, I worked with my trainer, I guess I could say, and I was in shape when I sat down next to her. And then I found out a little later, she had just spent three years with a therapist working on herself. Mm. And now the two of us bump into each other and we were both in shape. And you were, you were to ready to run the triathlon exactly. of life. Right. So that's what I preach people. is Absolutely. It's about not where do I find them. Am I ready for something mm -hmm. real? And if you're honest, because if you look at your past track record, it's, it's not all your ex's fault. <laughs> I, I had an ex-wife, an ex-fiance. And then I met a bunch of women online and had a bunch of drama stuff. Okay. So I had all that going on. And for a while, I really thought it was because I hadn't met the right woman yet. 
Right. I thought, oh, my ex-wife, oh, she had these problems. Oh, my ex-fiance, she had these problems. And it's all you crazy women online. So it never occurred it, it was that I all, was the common denominator. Exactly. Right? I was just going to say, you, who right. was the common denominator in all Because of that? that's how the ego works. Right. I just haven't found the right person. Mm. It's not me. I'm like, yeah, it is. It, mm. it really, you are attracting that. Right. I attracted my ex-wife and my ex-fiance and all the drama online. It. Right. So all of that is a mirror to show me or to invite me to consider that maybe you're not seeing something about yourself, mm -hmm. that if you change that, it changes all the pictures that happen on the outside. Yeah, so that's what well, I'm about. <laughs> right. And you, you, chances are, you know, Wayne Dyer, he once said that uh, when you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. And there is just such a, it's very, very clear shift uh, just to have a level of awareness where you realize that you are the common denominator and then taking responsibility that it wasn't just everyone else's around you fault, right. but you actually uh, co-created that. Right. That is very powerful. Yes. I, I love your metaphor of uh, getting in shape and um uh, building this uh, relationship uh, ability and capacity. I have a concept of the relationship rating. And while you use the triathlon uh, analogy, I use an analogy of being uh, unemployed. So just like women being out of a relationship. And when you sit on the couch and you collect uh, government unemployment benefits for two years and then you decide to get a job, you are not going to be offered the position of a CEO of a Fortune 500 company. <laughs> Your relationship rating, just like that, the professional rating is lower and yeah. you got to do a work to increase that, right? As desirability as a relationship partner before you can attract that person. You have mm -hmm. to become that person first. So they're absolutely mm -hmm. aligned mm -hmm. in that. And one of the steps that I use, the first steps in my system is think differently. The way you started thinking, it's everyone else's fault. Shift it. You started thinking differently that I am a cause in the matter. And the moment you do that, you have the power to change it. Right. Right. Now, you also mentioned uh, personality blind spots. And what I love about uh, another uh, similarity that we have in our work is that we use a personalized approach. I use a new style, you use a new gram. So I'm very curious to know about uh, a new gram, why a new gram, uh, your uh, story of how you discovered it and possibly some basics of how it works and how it can be helpful in the search for the right person. Right. So the Enneagram, and for those of you interested, it's spelled E-N-N-E-A-G-R-A-M. And it's been around for quite a long time. The original origins, people are very unsure of, but it's very famous around the world. It's, um, in, in from my experience, it's, the deepest and the most accurate personality system in the world. And it describes nine personality types. And, you know, it's, it's, it's describing the face of the ego, right? The personality is the, the face of the ego. It, and, and it sort of describes, well, the, the Enneagram describes our personalities as, as having blessings and blind spots, right? So, all the personality types, all nine of them, 
have certain blessings, certain gifts, certain essence qualities, right? But they also have certain blind spots, certain patterns of thinking, certain fears that govern the way we see the world. So the Enneagram is measuring how the ego distorts reality. And I use it so people begin to see the major ways that they will sabotage themselves in relationships, right? It, it's, it, it's not used to help you find a partner. In, in the Enneagram work, you are really cautioned against trying to figure out anybody else's type. Okay, it's just it, it that needs to be left to professionals like myself because you mistype someone, you put them in a box that they're not in, and everything gets messed up. So the Enneagram is very much this is just about me becoming self-aware of how I see the world, my defense mechanisms, and really learning the ways in which when I'm not aware of my type and how it sees the world and how it's distorting reality, when I'm, when I'm caught, sort of, I'm just being my type, it shows you exactly where you will destroy your relationships personally, professionally, with your children, with siblings. So it's not an intimate relationship system at all. It is a primary spiritual and psychological growth tool. Um, and, you know, it's just phenomenal. What, what made you um, use this in your work as a relationship coach? And how do you apply that? Yeah, well, the, the numbers of people in the world that have been using it for decades um, and the people using it, how much I respect their work. Um, and then when I looked at the nine types and discovered my own, how unbelievably accurate it is. It, it, it is. It, once you discover what your type is, you will have so many aha moments because it, it, it just kind of shows you, it's like putting a mirror in front of yourself. Like, Oh my God, that's what I look like. It's like, you know, it's a spitting image. (laughs) So it's, it's so accurate and it shows you, sort of how your, it shows you what your primary fear in life is and how that manifests itself in the way you move in the world. It, it shows you like why you get triggered by certain things and not, right? It, 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 yeah, it just shows you all your blind spots. And so it's the best tool that I've ever come across to grow in self-awareness, right? With all of us coaches, we talk about growing in self-awareness. Well, the only thing you can be aware of is your personality. There isn't anything else. There is the one who's aware, and then there is what you're aware of. There's a subject and an object. The object is your personality. And so understanding the way you have been through nature and nurture, conditioned to see the world, understanding your own defense mechanisms and and how you react to stress to you know being challenged to being triggered it's just it's just i i can't even describe how accurate the system is right so 
Yes, and annual. So I use annual style, and it's also personality typing system. Which what I love about it, it's actually uh, very empowering in the way that I teach my clients, and they're able to use that and use the objective criteria to type themselves. So mm-hmm. they discover their type. And I love when you said, I discovered my type and it opened up. There's right. so many. Uh, right. So and many any of style. Moments. Yeah. And any of style, it's, it's got four different basic types. And Correct. so you can quickly identify the other person's type. Right. Exactly. The Enneagram isn't like that. The Enneagram actually, a lot of people say, do certain types of the nine go better with certain types, you know, is the type one and the type eight good or the type five and the type nine? Absolutely not. No type is good or bad for another. All that it, what the Enneagram is saying is as your personality type, you can be very unhealthy in your psychology, in your type, or you can be very evolved. So within each type, there's a spectrum of how healthy or unhealthy you are. If you are in the unhealthy range, which is almost every one of us, unless you've done some serious work, it it doesn't matter what type you're with, you're going to screw it up because your defense mechanisms are at work and they're going to play themselves. It doesn't matter what type you're with if you're unhealthy. But if you are doing your work and you're sort of transcending your type a bit, you're you're not governed by its Mm. defense mechanisms, Mm -hmm. then you can be with any type and be Mm. absolutely blissful. Because it's not about finding the right match. It's about being the most evolved version mm-hmm. of yourself. So that's how the, that's why I use the Enneagram is because it's the best tool to help a person get in relationship shape. So we fit together in what we do. Yeah, it's a, it's a, the, the gives them a path, gives them a process to evolve through, through self-awareness, gives them right. all the keys to visit your blessings, visit your blind spots. A lot of similarities. So in annual style, there are those extremes. So there is a range, and I think you use that word too. And then the extreme, mm-hmm. uh, there is a, it's a different expression for each personality type in how it shows up. So for example, a West type will in the extreme will become dominant, aggressive, even abusive, violent, and destructive. And uh, the, the most extreme in, extreme in uh, psychiatry, it's a psychopath. Now, an East type is going to be avoidant, so completely absent. Like that is how they react, respond to stress or situations where we have no solutions for and they just there protection defense mechanism in the extreme is going to be that I'm out of here, like totally avoidant, they kind of disappear, I'm not here. And in psychiatry, it will be psychophrenic. So they go into their other worlds and this is how it all shows up. So it's very interesting. It's similar in that way. However, because there are only four types, they're actually, in annual style, they're actually most compatible and less compatible and they are on the most basic level. So it's based on Carl Jung's uh, four psychological types. Uh, on the most basic level, uh, an example I can give is a North type is very structured, is very punctual, very, very mission is to keep a system. And the East type is very creative, driven by ideas, 
Freedom is their biggest value. They are full of ideas. So, and this type of man might have an idea about something else. He saw something else and his attention completely shifted. He's canceling a date with a North type of woman who already planned her calendar for a month. It's going to be stressful for her. For a different type of woman, like a West, I'm more flexible. I actually had those situations and it wasn't really a big deal because I have other options. I always do. And I'm going to just, okay, next, like, not a problem. And then it's just a different response to exactly the same situation based on that personality type. So some, 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 the same behaviors, the same situations will uh, evoke a different response based on the personality type. For somebody, it's going to be an issue. For somebody, it's like, Whatever you, you know, but I'm not going to schedule with you for the next two weeks. I'm busy, but that's fine, no problem. And that is the kind of, uh, and my husband is an East type. We actually took us months before we ever met, and when we finally met, it just works out. We've been together for 14 years, mm-hmm. right? So Wonderful. tell me, yeah. So tell me an enneagram. Um, so this level of self-aware, could you give some examples maybe of your clients when they discover it, uh, who they really are, their personality type, how has it shifted what's possible for them when it comes to dating and getting into a relationship? Yeah, okay. So, you know, there's nine types that would take forever to go through all Just of them. Just give can, us one. I can give you a couple. Yeah. Um, one of the most common that, that I seem to deal with um, is the type nine and then the nickname for the type nine and, and they're not one through nine is not a ranking. They're just numbers. So you can talk about them. So like one is not better than nine or worse, <laughs> but the type nine is called the peacemaker. Okay. And this is the kind of person, some of their, their blessings are, they're just easy going. They're very easy to get along with. They kind of go with the flow. Um, they really like to make peace. The, 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 the name is very accurate. They, they want harmony. They, um, they're great mediators, right? They're, they're good listeners. They're you just, my wife is a type nine. They're just so easy to be around because they're just, they're just so easygoing. And yet, because they're peacemakers, they have an absolute fear of conflict right? They cannot handle anger. They, they can't express theirs. They don't want anyone else's. They will avoid anger. They will avoid um, anything that appears to be uncomfortable. They will avoid having a conversation that might be uncomfortable. They will avoid sharing a feeling or a want or something they're interested in. If they feel like the other person or the group might not like it or might not want to do the same thing. Well, you're, right? desc- you're describing people pleasers. Yeah, yeah, it, it, a little bit in that way. Um, there's another type on the Enneagram that's a little bit more on the people pleaser side. Mm. This, this is a person like addicted to wanting to be comfortable and at peace. And so they, they just avoid having difficult conversations and they really avoid their their own self, right? So the nickname for the nine is called a self forgetter, right? They mm-hmm. they're not home. They're they're what does everybody else want? What mm-hmm. do you want? So you say what do you, if you ask them what do you want? They're like I don't even understand the question, right? Because I I'm not I go to sleep to myself, 
They're right. putting everybody else ahead of their own needs. Right, right. So you can imagine a type nine, one, they're great in relationship because they're very easy to be with, right? They just go along to get along, right? They, they're, they're the most unselfish, you could say, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But all of us know in relationships, sometimes you have to address an issue. Sometimes you have to speak up for yourself or to say, I want this or I don't want that. Um, and so if you have like a real, you know, kind of a vicious refusal to be with anger, to express anger, to deal with something, like I'm always asking my type nine clients, what do you need to face that you're not facing, right? Do you need to have a conversation with your boss? Do you, you know, what are you not saying that you need to say? And it terrifies them because they're afraid of creating disconnection. So the type nine really wants harmony. They want connection. And they think that if I speak up for what I want, or if I confront something that I'm not liking, I'm going to lose the connection. So I'm just going to shut up and go along and play along and sort of bury it all so that I don't lose my connection. And then you just end up in relationships where your partner runs the hell over you, right? Because the peacemaker, this self-forgetter attracts narcissists, okay? This is the beauty of the Enneagram. Most, right now, you know this, Pauline, everyone's talking about all women, you know, why, where are all these men are narcissistic, narcissistic. <laughs> all of a sudden. <laughs> Remember, you are attracting, mm. right? So. If you're attracting a narcissist who, by definition, is self-absorbed, right? Mm-hmm. It's all about me. Mm-hmm. It, you know, it. I'm totally focused on myself. Well, who's a great partner for that kind of person? Mm. Someone who says, "Yes, it is all about you." Yeah, I'll make my life be about you. All I, about you. Who cares what I want, what I think, what I need? Right. So they go together like there is a milk. fit. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. But of course, it never it ends up creating drama because you right. you can't exist in a relationship where it's all about one person and and the other person it's is like completely a unbalanced it's completely unbalanced right. Right. Mm-hmm. right so each type is sort of like that that you 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 know if you're like if you're a type 1 is a perfectionist right so the beauty of a type 1 is you know they have real high moral standards for correctness. They, they want to do the right thing. They want to be a good person, mm. right? And because they can, they're looking for how things aren't perfect, they're perfectionistic, mm. they can be critical mm. and judgmental mm-hmm. and harsh. And they're wanting to change everybody around them to make yes. them good, right? Mm. Their heart's in the right place, mm. right? But they're hard to relate with. When someone's always pointing out where you're wrong or where you need to change or mm. how you could do it better or how it should be, right? Who likes to relate with like Roger Ebert, right? Famous movie critic, right? Mm-hmm. He's like, who would want to be in a relationship with a movie critic? All they do is tell you what's wrong, <laughs> right? <laughs> well, but so, we don't even have to be a critic professionally because our human brain is wired to constantly look for what's wrong and it tells us what's wrong with us, what's yeah. wrong with dating, what's wrong with right, right. men. <laughs> right, and, and that's something to point out just very quickly mm-hmm. is that 
the peacemaker and the perfectionist, we all have some of those tendencies. It's just that if it's your type, you're a genius at it. Like mm-hmm. it, you, you do it on steroids. So most of us don't like conflict. We don't like to have hard conversations, but not like the nines. The nines will do anything to, yes, avoid, to avoid anything them. uncomfortable, right? Mm-hmm. And the one, we all have a, what, what Freud called the superego. We all have mm-hmm. the inner critic, okay? Mm-hmm. The one just got it on steroids. I mean, it sees problems everywhere. <laughs> and, you know, and, and so its heart is wanting, you know, Gandhi was a type one. Right. What's his famous phrase? Be the change, Be the change. that you want to see. Right. So he's all about change. Right? right. But he was changing from an evolved place of mm-hmm. sort of trusting and accepting and mm-hmm. loving what is. Mm-hmm. But how could we work with it versus a normal perfectionist type one is just got the finger pointed at themselves, other people. That's wrong. That's wrong. And you can see how living with that might be a challenge. Correct. So every one of the types has something like that, mm-hmm. that once you get to know, oh, you know, I've got Kathy, the critic in here. Mm-hmm. I'm Paula, the peacemaker. And then you get to work on that. Mm-hmm. Right. Then everything changes in your life. Because when the peacemaker starts to own their value and step into themselves a little bit, I'm not afraid to have hard conversations. What I think, what I feel matters. I'm going to. I'm going to show up here, then the narcissist isn't attracted anymore, right? right? Because the narcissist needs that selfless person, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right? If you're not selfless in the, in the weird way, well, then you don't connect with that energy. It won't, there, there's not a connection there, right? Yes. And so then, because that's how people say, where do I find men who are not narcissists? That's the wrong question. How do yes. I stop being the kind of woman they love? <laughs> So it's it's very interesting. I uh, as I listen to you, I, I am translating it uh, to annual style. And I already talked about West. It's West is power and impact. Their mission is next level, and they can be like that. Very they, they can misuse their power to the level of destruction. I mentioned East is all creative ideas. It's intuitive, uh, full of generator of ideas type. But when there's two two types uh, that I haven't mentioned, and when you talked about the peacemaker. Uh, it is in annual style. It is a South type, and South is all about love. It's all about love, emotions, feelings, and connections. Their mission is to love, and in a, in a full system of annual style, there are actually sixteen types. So there are actually four of each, and there is one of them that matches perfectly. Uh, it is uh, the type uh, that is altruistic to the extent of. Uh, being hurt at their own expense. The extreme is that they're so selfless that they will, and I have clients like that, that they would come in and it's the same story. They turn themselves into a pretzel in their past. They were in those abusive narcissistic relationships mm-hmm. where uh, they, they got hurt physically, emotionally. Sure. And and for them, it's really uh, the lessons for them to learn are set the boundaries, right? Learn to take a stand for themselves and love, learn to love themselves. Mm-hmm. And I have one of the principles that I teach is always put yourself first. And I think it 
really the, the most important <laughs> is for this type for self in, in any style. Always put yourself first because there are other types like my type that I automatically do it naturally. Mm-hmm. Right. And this is where my power, I'm very powerful in that way. So I can transfer that. I can teach from that skill. And now for that reason, so I know you don't uh, determine, you don't use Enneagram for compatibility, but for that reason, the most um, uh, compatible type for self, it will be North because mm-hmm. North is very consistent. North is reliable. Uh, North uh, doesn't go into extremes, which means unlike West, who has a tendency to get really angry and they will, uh, West and South is just really bad. It's that classic narcissist, uh, abusive man and a woman who is just suffering. Uh, North is the safest type of man because uh, he his mission is to keep the system. His mission is to make sure everything just works, right? And the relationship, we're in a relationship together uh, to, to, to do better, to feel better. That's the whole point of being in a relationship. And we respect each other, the safest type. So that is how it's used. Um, when... Uh, when it comes to all these different numbers, you said there's one through nine. Are there certain types for whom you find it's just easier when it comes to getting into that relationship shape than for others? No. Mm. No, because they're they're all ego types and the mm-hmm. ego really resists doing personal work because you're mm-hmm. you're working on it. <laughs> <laughs> so the well, ego just has this tendency to think that. That uh, you know, you know, well, it goes one of two ways. Either you you think you're God's gift, or you think you're a piece of crap, right? So you either have a lot of shame and you know, woe is me, and I'll never get it right, and something's wrong with me, or I don't have any problems and I've got it all together, you know. So both are are defense mechanisms. So right, I call yeah. them all, all or nothing thinking, which is yeah. toxic, it's right? Extreme. Right, right. Yeah. So, you know, I, I could say there are some types, like the type seven is called the adventurist. Um, they just love possibilities and ideas and doing new things. They're sort of addicted to pleasure and just always interested in new things, new ideas. They're very often populating personal growth workshops because they just love to go with the newest teacher and do the new thing. Um, I probably have the least number of clients with my type, which is the type three, which is called a performer or the achiever, um, because my type is mostly obsessed about being successful, especially in the eyes of others. And, And so... Most threes are obsessed about their work and what they're doing in the world and how successful they are, not about their damn love lives. You know, that that, that love stuff is just getting in the way of me achieving (laughs) my goals, right? So I might get less less type threes than on average with some of the other types, you know, because of that. But, um, you know, uh, yeah. I, I looked at uh, Enneagram before uh, this conversation and I identify myself as free. Uh, and that is in Enneagram, it's West. West is all uh, about making an impact in society mm-hmm. and prioritizing collective, achieving collective goals uh, mm-hmm. over the individual. So mm-hmm. oftentimes 
like and my family gets it like when I'm working on my idea, my business, and sometimes that takes priority and it, it's just it's just I, my mission is to to create that impact and I'm, I'm sure you you see that what uh, in yourself like it's really you just you cannot not do it. It's like you meant to impact well, other people and help other people and you want to scale you don't just want to stay at one person you want to help as many people as you can yeah yeah i mean if you're a type three that is in a personal growth field um mm -hmm. yeah i suppose right right That's um yeah i mean you're wanting you know you're, you're you're driven by controlling your image in the eyes of others so you want to make yourself look good right um, but you also want to have, make impact on other people. You, that is the, the, the use of your power is that you know when you have impact on others. Correct. You help other women. You create all these couples. Correct. Course, right. It's when, going to impact your image. Right. Right. When, when, when the type three's ego type becomes a bit more transparent and, and love begins to be more of its – more of what's um, – moving through the type rather than fear mm -hmm. um then you 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 do become much more wanting to support others and you know make make a difference in the world when you're more of normal um you are really just concerned about yourself and mm. how you look to others right and you, you're just more narcissistic so mm. the type three is the most narcissistic of, of all the types it's mm. just obsessed about how do I look to other people mm. and so forth, right? Mm. But hopefully each type has a path of growth. That's the beauty of the Enneagram is it, is it doesn't just tell you what your type is and then, well, that's it. Mm -hmm. it. It actually says this is the path of growth that you need to take, right? So one of the biggest mistakes that happens in the personal growth field is anytime a coach has Anything that's close to a cookie cutter approach to people, mm. it doesn't work because that's assuming everybody's got the same personality 100%. and the Agreed. same perspectives and the same mm. distortions and the same fears. So you, you can't have the same program work for everybody. Absolutely right? not. So that, the beauty of these, of these systems is it says if you're West or North or if you're a type, this is what you need to work on, right? I need to work Correct. on authenticity. Because I will make myself look a way to control my image. So threes, when they're kind of caught in their ego, are deceitful. They're mm -hmm. the quintessential politician. Yeah. I will say anything to you to get your vote, mm -hmm. right? Do I actually believe it? Is it actually real? No. I just want you to like me. I want, I want to get your vote. So I'll tell you whatever you want to hear, mm -hmm. right? So that's when the three is caught in the ego. So they need a specific kind of work. You need to work on... on finding your core and who you are and move authentically and let go of all this image managing. If you're a type nine, you don't need to work on that. You need to work on accessing your own anger because you've buried it. Right. right? Without anger, you never set a boundary without anger. You never say no, you know, you there, you, you never confront a relationship problem, right? You just, you just keep mm -hmm. being a doormat, right? So each type, the beauty is each type says, this is what you got to work on. Yes. And this is what it looks like to be a healthy nine or a healthy three, right? So that's why I don't know. I don't, frankly, I don't know how coaches coach people without something like what we use. I, I, I don't want to be too judgmental. 
Well, here's the thing. Uh, I don't know how to do it. I'm sure we agree on the vision. So my vision uh, for long term in what I do is um, personalize and simplify the the whole search of love, the process of it. And personalize, when you personalize it, you actually simplify it. It's no longer complex because you're not playing the guessing game anymore. Mm -hmm. Uh, I like to use a metaphor. I I like to use several metaphors. One of them is you take a blindfold off because you can know who is in front of you because you use a personalized approach. And another one I like to use is the image of an iceberg because you can see what's underneath right. the, the, the surface, right? right? And of course, the crystal ball, you can actually look at, okay, vis-a-vis potential challenges, uh, the, the extreme side of this type, how it can show up in the relationship when somebody is very avoidant going to be right. even it's actually going to show up at the level when they ghost you and you have no idea what just happened <laughs> right right yeah and I, I do this a, a similar thing once i understand a person's experience like why are they wanting to work with me what's going on mm-hmm. what what's happened in your previous relationships what patterns do you experience and then once i understand their personality type i can put a personalized program together just like a trainer in a gym Exactly. Right. Exactly a trainer right. in a gym is going to mm-hmm. alter yeah. the exercises, the machines, the amount of weight, the repetitions based upon you, your body, your physical ailments, your goals. Right. So if and also you go to a to personal avoid. trainer, yeah, right. you go to a personal, and they have the same system for the guy that's six four and two twenty and wants to get into a bodybuilding competition versus the sixty five year old woman who's thirty pounds overweight. What do you mean? You can't do the same things there, <laughs> right. but many coaches do. They, mm-hmm. they just have their system and we're going to fit everybody into it. And I just think that's a waste of time. So, mm-hmm. yeah, this is the future, really personalized approach. Yeah. This is where we evolving, right? We're not the same. And that's the beauty of, uh, of right. doing this work, of course, is that we can uh, understand each other and starting ourselves, but also understanding our partners on the deepest level. And uh, just like a fine example, so like uh, you said, seven is all about adventures. So it's East in in your style, but the one that is, I have this new idea, let's do this. Like my husband is like very uh, adventurous and it's new ideas all the time. So Mm -hmm. we'll be on a date and then I'm talking about something and he can actually interrupt me and he just like, I just had this idea. And he'll, he'll start saying that and then he jumps to something else and you're like, why did I just... Well, I was talking about this. Why did I just, and I was like, you think in the idea, it's not egocentric. He interrupted me because he doesn't care about what I said. He is idea centric. He had an idea. It just popped in his mind. And then there's another one and he's all excited. Uh, and when he doesn't even know why it happens and I'm sitting there and I know his personality type and I'm saying, well, you just done this. It's to- totally normal. And I'm just so fascinated. What all these other ideas? Because my mind doesn't work like that. I'm just here and now in the present moment. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Great. But great. I can hold the space for him when he jumps. Yeah. He, I bring him back and he's like, ah, okay. So where are we? Where? Sure. Like, well, yeah. And sure. that's how it works. Yeah. One of the, the pieces I'd like to share with your audience is because I sort of present what I do as getting yourself in relationship shape. Right. And that's what my newest book right here is relationship boot camp. So it's got that fitness metaphor. You don't have to work out to read the book, but you know, the book is 
addressing like seven relationship muscles that need to be strong if you want to be able to go to this. And so my whole work is about getting in relationship shape. And so just like a, a trainer at a gym, if you go and hire a trainer, if they're any good, the first thing they're going to do is run you through a bunch of assessments. They find out, okay, what's your current fitness level? And once I know that, I can put a program together to get you where you want to go, right? So I do that as a relationship trainer, you could say, mm-hmm. is I have something called the relationship fitness self-assessment test, mm-hmm. okay? So I, it's a 30-question true-false quiz, take you like three minutes to take it, absolutely confidential, get your results right away. But it's something I put together to help a person when they're saying, I, I wonder, I wonder what my... If it's all about getting in relationship shape, I mean, if if your relationships are going to be a reflection of your relationship, you know, condition, and we all know the law of attraction, at least I hope we all know, that it means like attracts like. So whatever relationship condition you are in, you will always attract someone on the same level, okay? So if you're not in very good shape, you're going to attract someone else who isn't, and you're going to do that, Okay. <laughs> But if you get yourself in better shape, now you're going to attract people who are in better shape and then you get to do that, okay? So it stands the reason people might want to know, like, at least from Roy's perspective, what's my current fitness level? So if you just go to coachingwithroy.com, right on the homepage, you take this fitness test and you get my perspective on your current fitness level. Then you call me up and say, Roy, what would it look like to put a program together so that I get my butt in shape so that my next relationship, you know, can be one that goes the distance, right? And I, and I tell people, don't be surprised if the test gives you feedback that you're human and that you might need to get in better shape, right? Because I, I took my own test. I wrote the test, but I took it. In the mindset I had before I worked with my own coach, and I scored in the absolute worst category, which, mm. duh, I, I mean, if I got a decent score, then the test is crap, right? Because I was a mess. Mm. My wife took it from before she worked with her therapist in her mind. She was in the worst because her love life, she went through a divorce and I, mm. right? So I tell people, don't be surprised if you don't get great results because if you were in great relationship shape, you wouldn't be listening to us. You would be in the relationship. Right, right, right. So this is all for those of us who are trying to figure this out, right? Correct. And And grow. So just be open to your the results. And then, you know, if I can help you, you, you know, my info is right on the website. You we will make sure it. also, we, we'll put the link for, uh, to, to get this uh uh, relationship fitness assessment test for everyone. And also, Roy, would you uh, mention the book that you've written prior and the, the name of your podcast so that our listeners can go and listen to your the, podcast as well? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. So that is the my second book. It's called Attracting Lasting Love, Breaking Free of the Seven Barriers That Keep You Single. So I, I named my podcast after that, after that. So my podcast is called the Attracting Lasting Love Podcast. And it's on every platform you can find. I've got like a hundred and by the time this airs, probably 112 episodes. Okay. So there's tons of material out there. It's all free. There's no subscription. Um, 
So yeah, my head is surrounded by my three books there. So my first book is right there. That's a, that's a memoir. So I wrote my story about how I went from all the drama to a great relationship. Mm. Okay. Um, and then the second book there, and then my newest book is here. Um, so yeah, everything can be found at coachingwithroy.com and they're all on Amazon and you know, all that good stuff. Excellent. And your podcast, just for everyone listening, I love it. It's very deep. There's not dating tactics. It's all about mm. how to get into that relationship shape, like next level. Yeah. I would encourage people just go to the show page and scroll through the episodes because there's so many. And I'm, I, I, I pride myself on getting good titles <laughs> and good topics. So there's a chance you're going to see one like, oh, man. Like I have one called what to do when your picker is broken, right? Mm -hmm. People feel like, why do I keep picking the wrong people? (laughs) (laughs) I can go into a room and I can find the one person in there that doesn't have a job, that is an addict, (laughs) that is a narcissist. Like it's, it's my gift. I can pick the wrong person every time. Well, there's (laughs) reasons for that, right? So all the podcasts are like that. You You might find something real juicy that speaks to your issue. Perfect. Well, we're not going to, uh, but you have to go and listen to, to know what, what was, uh, all right, Roy, thank you so much for the, yes. such a beautiful gift of, uh, like sharing all of your expertise and, uh, your story, your inspiring journey of finding the love of your life. Uh, for all of our listeners, uh, you'll get the link and please check out Roy's podcast, the attracting lasting love podcast. It's so amazing. Thank you so much again. Thank you, Paulina. If you love this podcast, please leave a review and share what's been most valuable to you. Simply scroll down, tap to rate, and click to write a review. We're giving away a $25 Amazon gift card, and we'll announce a winner picked at random next week. Thank you so much.